0: Good evening, guys, and welcome to another awesome episode of Triggered. We're joined today by Nigel Farage. Nigel is a former member of the European Parliament, but probably most importantly is known because he's the guy that helped orchestrate Brexit, the original populist, the movement that happened perhaps just a little bit before Trump 2016, and we all know what happened there. If it wasn't for Nigel, the UK would still be a part of the European Union. If it weren't for Nigel Everett as the head of the UK Independence Party, that entire continent could be different. If you remember, Brexit happened in 2016, as I mentioned, right before the November elections here in the United States. It was the first sign that a populist revolution was afoot. People who saw that didn't really put two and two together because most of it was done by the media, and they still couldn't explain how it could happen. But it was happening everywhere. It happened in England. Nigel is now a host on GB News and still is an enemy of the establishment. I'm shocked. Who else do we know that's just like that? In fact, they tried to debank him recently. Coots, one of the oldest and most prestigious banks in the UK was caught closing his accounts due to Nigel's political beliefs. Hey guys, where have we seen this before? Where have we seen this happening? I'm trying to wonder. This is why we spend so much time actually, whether it be with our sponsors, or whether it's pushing the patriot economy, whether it's me just, you know, two weeks ago taking public square public to be able to combat the insanity that's taken over woke corporate, not just American culture, but across the world. Two bank executives have lost their jobs over this. But again, it's always, oh, it was an accident after the fact. We never see any consequences for this sort of political discrimination in the US, yet it runs rampant. So it's nice to see a little bit of retribution once in a while. So, guys, make sure you like, subscribe, you share all these episodes. It's all of you who make this show possible. It's because of you that we're able to continue that reach, to combat that wokeism, to combat all the insanity that we see. It's really simple. Just hit the like button, and also go check out our brave sponsors, okay? It takes a lot of balls to sponsor a show like this, so be sure to check out the great folks over at GoldCo, and take the steps needed to diversify your portfolio. Inflation, reckless spending, global turmoil, they're all the reasons you need to be ready for what might come next. The signs of another 2008 decline are literally staring us right in the face, so I just want you to be prepared, and owning tangible, physical, inflation hedging gold and silver can help secure and stabilize your portfolio. And Goldco has top-notch customer service. They'll answer your, all your questions. They'll walk you through the whole process step-by-step step so you know exactly what you're doing. Go to DonJuniorGold.com to learn more. That's D-O-N-J-R-gold.com and learn more. And while you're at it, guys, in supporting the Patriot economy, don't forget about Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. With Patriot Mobile, you put America first, with every call, all while getting the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. Patriot Mobile provides you dependable wireless service at an affordable price, but they put your dollars into action and support the freedom-loving values you share, unlike a lot of the other major carriers who are woke, who are taking your hard-earned dollars and supporting the people and the causes that hate you. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar to support groups that fight for the First Amendment, our great Second Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, the sanctity of life, and protecting our brave police and first responders. So for free activation, it's quick, it's easy, it's simple, and you guys can vote with your wallets. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash triggered. That's PatriotMobile.com slash triggered to learn more. And with that, we'll go to Nigel. All right. So guys... We're here uh, with a legend, Uh, perhaps, uh, you know, I hate to say this, but I don't want my father ever, maybe hopefully he won't watch this episode, though though Nigel and him are buddies, but I say, you may be sort of the original modern day populist, Nigel. You know, the guy that started a movement breaking away from the insanity of the establishment. Uh, And, uh, you know, I I guess we're all paying consequences. You've seen what's happened to us over the last uh, couple of weeks. (laughs) Uh, but they're, but they're going after you now, too. And I, I you, you, when we were talking sort of prior to the show, uh, we had a similar conversation literally the last time we had dinner. It was right before CPAC. Uh, and you have now been debanked. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. What's going on?
1: Well, Don, you know, I was a populist before the Tea Party was even a twinkle in the eye of those that conceived it. So, yes, I've been doing this for 30 years. I mean, 30 years ago, I just thought the Western world is losing its mind. We're going in the wrong direction. So, yeah, I've got. Nigel, uh, are you
0: telling me that you think it's ridiculous that three year olds are now deciding what gender they should be and performing life altering surgeries and uh, men are playing in women's sports? Are you saying that that is Ridiculous, and that's just the beginning. But are you are you saying that because I don't? I know. I, I mean, it's shocking. I, right? I mean, I,
1: I even find it difficult to believe that Doc Martin's new boots have a picture of a mutilated woman's breasts on them. I mean, the whole thing is. Wait, wait. I missed that out, one.
0: So. I can't keep track of oh, yes. all the
1: awokeness. Are you serious? Oh. It's getting crazier. It's getting absolutely getting crazier. So yeah, the last time you and I were together, uh, we're going back earlier this year, we were sitting next to each other. It was Kimberly's birthday. It was a very jolly day, uh, evening and having fun. And you told me that you were having a serious banking problem. And I, I remember saying to you, this is completely outrageous, but rather like a soldier going into war, you always think, well, it's okay. It's not good. But it'll never happen to me you know this is the way the human brain this is the way it's true it's how we think and then i mean literally a few weeks after i was with you and it could be the trump influence i don't know but a few weeks after i was with you um you know i've been with the same banking group for 43 years i ran my businesses while i worked in finance and commodities through this bank i've never had a problem I've taken loans from them, which I've repaid early. Um, I run large positive cash balances on current account, maybe more for me, but I do. Um, And yeah, I get the call um, that, you know, we don't want you anymore. I get a letter confirming it, no reasons given whatsoever. Um, I write back to the chairman of the bank to say, look, this seems to me to be pretty irregular. Um, I suspect political prejudice all of which is denied and then we have a mechanism here now how long it'll last I don't know but we have a legal mechanism here called a subject access request where I could write to the bank and get all the personal information they hold on me and I got back 40 pages of notes on me from this bank and by the way Coots is a 331 year old bank It is supposed to be the most exclusive private bank in Britain, if not the world. And I got back 40 pages that mentioned Russia 144 times. So so they have a file on you, like the
0: FBI has a file on me and, and anyone else who has conservative views,
1: huh? absolutely Russia 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 as your father would say was mentioned 144 times um you know horrible things that I'm a xenophobe people think I'm racist and I mean just horrible stuff some of it was quite funny um I retweeted um a Ricky Gervais joke that means I'm a transphobe um I'm a friend of Novak Djokovic's, the tennis player who refused. I mean, that's another huge cardinal sin. Yes, God
0: forbid, Anybody. one of the world's finest athletes who clearly would not yeah. need and does not have pre-existing conditions that would never in any, <laughs> even, yeah, even before we knew anything about COVID, was really, let's call it, not susceptible. So you could be friends with the world's greatest tennis player and they're going to cancel you for that because he didn't get vaxxed. I
1: mean, yeah, that's part of my sin. Um, I Of course... One of the major sins, mentioned 14 times, was friendship with the 45th president of the USA. Um, And this charge sheet just went on and on. But here's the thing, in my case, and why I've got them. I went public to say, my bank accounts have been cancelled. And I was very pleased, your brother Eric, was very public with the British press, and said, well, if they can cancel Nigel Farage, they can cancel you too. It was very useful mm-hmm. and it helped get the debate really moving and but you see, the bank then, the boss of the bank was at a smart dinner with lots of wine being poured and she told the BBC, our national broadcasters, business editor, oh Farage has been canceled because he doesn't have enough money in the account. And this was all taken as gospel by mainstream media. But I was able to prove with this access request that actually they decided I'd be closed because, and I quote, I did not align with the bank's values. Now quite why a bank thinks it needs to have values other than acting with integrity, looking after shareholders money um, and repaying the state because we bailed them out in 2008, nine, after they all got caught with their trousers down in the subprime crisis, you know, I just don't know. So I was canceled for political reasons. They lied about it. They leaked about my account to the BBC. And as a result, the chief executive of Britain's biggest bank has been forced to resign. The BBC have publicly apologized to me. And we now have a debate, a public debate going on about the woke takeover Of our corporations, so Don. To be honest with you, uh, whilst it's been a pretty difficult few weeks, we are now achieving quite a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited about sort of what's going on. I mean, the dinner uh, we had the similar experience. You know, the dinner for those of you who you probably aren't aware of the story. Nigel and I. It was like a Thursday night. I think we were speaking at CPAC on Mm -hmm. Friday in DC, and so a couple of things actually come full circle. You know, it was you, me, Kim, Carrie Lake. Matt Gates, uh, you know, uh, let, let's just, some rabble-rousers, uh, you know, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Raheem was there, uh, you know, so not exactly people popular with the DC establishment, uh, or in DC in general, and so it started off, we're gonna go to this dinner, it was late, we didn't think about it, we sort of put it together last minute, it was like 20 people, so we actually got on the Public Square app, which I took public, Last week, because they're one of the few companies actually out there combating that woke culture. We took them public on the New York Stock Exchange two weeks ago. Uh, And it was, uh, that was awesome to see. But we got on their app, found a restaurant that would have us. And rather than being, uh, you know, protested and shouted out, we were welcomed with open arms and selfies. But I told you, because we were talking about it, and I literally got a call from my partner. I didn't even know what fully had happened then, but the full story came my partner in MXM News, another one, where we can just share all of the news, not curated as per the wishes and desires of the communists at Google or Apple, but just take everything. Take Breitbart, but you know, also show you the New York Times. Take CNN, but also show you, you know, Newsmax. We get a call from my partner that night. Uh, I think we've been hacked. You know, three quarters of a million dollars, seven hundred fifty grand. So you know, significant money for a small business, right? Our operating account. Yeah. It's, yeah. It just reads zero. So the next morning, we, we call the bank. What's going on? Oh, yeah, uh, we no longer want to do business with you. Well, why? Now, we don't have what you have in the UK. And I think you're right. They will shut down that loophole uh, because as long as it's benefiting someone like you, it's going to be a cardinal sin. If it was benefiting a radical leftist, you know, a, a crazed lunatic, Uh, they would make sure that they would have full access to go after a conservative business, but not vice versa. So I'm glad it's the way it is now. I imagine they'll figure that one out. And I go, they didn't even call. They literally, oh, oh yeah, we forgot to mention it to you. We sent you a cashier's check back. You'll have it in a couple days. I go, we have an operating business. What are you talking about? Now, it was literally at CPAC. So, you know, I ran into, you know, the speaker of the house, Kevin McCarthy. I was, we were with Carrie Lake. So we just start sending out, you know, all these guys, they're outraged because they understand that you're right. If it can happen to you, if it can happen to me, if it can happen to one of my, you know, businesses, who, who can't it happen to? Who won't they do it to? I mean... You know, they may not like me, but I have a pretty solid soapbox to fire back from. Uh, You know, we have a pretty, you know, deep coffers to actually, you know, engage. You know, most people are so afraid, but if they can do it to us and they're willing to do it to us, who won't they do it to? So, you know, they had a really long day. Oh, it was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. You spoke to my partner. You told him that you didn't want to do business with us. It wasn't oversight. That was very clear. But, you know, it was a mistake when they got caught, when they got trouble, when it went viral. So, you know, that's how all of this started. So, But, you know, of course, there's no consequences yeah. over here, but there were consequences over there. I, I, how did that even happen? I'm shocked, because I actually think of the UK as, you know, quite candidly, and having done business over there with the Scotland projects and all of this stuff, you know, I, unfortunately, they're further down the slope towards, you know, the, the communist utopia that uh, we're told is so wonderful.
1: Yeah, but they hadn't reckoned, had they, on May? They no. hadn't reckon on somebody that would take his jacket off, roll his sleeves up and start punching back yeah. um, because most people who get debanked go away quietly and hide yeah. because they're embarrassed about what's happened. They're worried that if they go public, their credit ratings will be damned. They'll struggle to get other accounts. You know, yeah. rational behavior is that you just, you know, walk away with your yeah. tail between your legs. But, you know, Nigel Farage is made like that. And I realized this wasn't just about me. We now know that in my country alone, one thousand bank accounts are being closed every day. Every day, a thousand bank accounts, for a variety of reasons, but one of the main ones—and this is worth thinking about—one of the main ones is they no longer want small businesses that take cash. So think of a someone. I wonder this. why that is, Nigel. Yeah. I, I, I... Well well (laughs) i'll tell you why it is i'll tell you why it is because today we've appointed a new deputy governor of the bank of england all right her job is to oversee the introduction of a digital currency if we get anywhere near and by the way the fed wants this as well if we get anywhere near central bank digital currencies And I'm not exaggerating here. We will be living under a quasi-communist system.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean,
1: your social credit score
0: will dictate whether you get to eat or not. And if you think that's an exaggeration, again, now also to be clear, because a lot of the fans of this, this isn't a knock on crypto. This is a knock on a central bank digital currency where there will be uh, none (laughs) Uh, you know, of whether it's transparency or anonymity, depending on which you want, wh- where there'll be none of that, where it can and will be weaponized against you. I mean, they'll try to do that in the U.S. at the Fed. You know, the same government that wants to audit your Venmo account if you spend more than $600, but has no problem losing $220 billion, you know, like the Pentagon did, but, you know, no consequence. Again, you know, 601, you're going to jail. Uh, this is This is a disaster, but... I mean, explain to the audience that's watching this just how how critical that is. Again, because you know, if a bank is willing to shut you down, imagine what, I don't know, let's say a political party uh, that is not affiliated with you that is in control, because we see that going on with my father, and what what are we on now? And like indictment 3,476, it's, it's laughable, but we make the mistake of assuming that these people have a modicum of decency or scruples they they don't we have to we have to stop even <clears throat> thinking that i mean the same with the corporate culture by the way and i yeah. listen there's people i know that have been you know conservative that i've defended and it's like but then you watch them and they double down on the insanity and the double, so we're we're basically just at war even if you try to be reasonable you try to be rational about it you can't because you're not dealing with honest actors. You're not dealing no, arm's length. But,
1: you know what we have in our favor is a clear, settled majority of people, but they're a silent majority. They don't have the ability, they haven't got the platforms that you and I have got, yeah. but when they're confronted with what is actually going on, they are repulsed in every way. I mean, the real worry here is because of AI, you can take a big bank, it could be a Chase, it could be a NatWest in the UK, it doesn't matter. They can put 20 million bank accounts into a computer system that through AI can keyword search every social media post or every response that you make. Yeah. And if they don't like what you're doing, they can simply close you down. We are not that far away yeah. from this happening. I've been closed down, not for commercial reasons, But because my my perfectly legal mainstream majority views do not align with what is now a woke corporation so this battle is very real and remember in the 21st century having access to a bank account is as essential as water and electricity coming into your house Mm -hmm. without it you simply can't function you can't pay utility bills you simply can't live and you made a point there a moment ago about crypto now this is really interesting we must fight to make sure that cash remains legal in every way yep if we choose to pay in cash we must be able to do so but if they were to move if they were to move and the plan is in the uk that the early form cbdc central bank digital currency will be in circulation by 2030. That's how quickly we're moving on this side of the pond. All right? Yep. If they go that way, the only escape route is crypto. Yeah. Crypto is the only escape route. And yet what I've discovered, Don, in the last three weeks, since I blew the whistle, and I've opened a website called AccountClose.org, to say to people, whether they're private individuals or companies, if you've been shot by the bank, come to me, Let's fight together. Let's become a big, powerful entity. What I'm learning is people who are putting money every month into Coinbase, which is a registered, legal UK cryptocurrency exchange. The banks are now closing accounts of people who put money into that exchange. Interesting. So, what you so, can see- so
0: they're actually sort of going after their competition indirectly, trying to make it too penal. I mean, that that sounds like, I don't know what the monopoly rules are like uh, in uh, in the UK, but that certainly sounds like uh, that would be coming into play right here.
1: Well, this is all stuff that I'm exposing. and And I'm learning as I go on. I blew the whistle on this, not just for me. I blew the whistle because I could see the control of money actually is the ultimate control that government can have over our lives. They try to limit what we can say. They try to limit who we can see. They try to limit our freedom of association. They attack us in every way. You know, the new virulent form of big state communism that we're fighting You know, right throughout the English speaking world is real. But if they've got control of our money, yeah. they've got control of us. They can control not just what we earn, but what we spend and how we spend it. They can say, oh, hang on a second. You've had three flights this year. Your carbon credits are now fully used up. So I can see the dangers of this. And even the escape hatch, the crypto, they're now already trying to close the door. Now I'm saying this to people, whilst what is happening is deeply alarming and very scary, it is not too late. We haven't got there yet. We have got to have, we have got to have all of us, the basic right in our country to a bank account. It must become illegal for bank accounts To close people down as a matter of their opinions, especially if they're legal, decent ones. And you know, the Supreme Court in America recently made a very sound ruling that universities should not prejudge applicants on the basis of their identity, but on their ability, which I thought was a step significantly in the right direction. And this needs to apply to financial services too. And this is something. The conservative movements must pick up and run with and champion. But I think you'd be surprised. There are many on the center left who believe in freedom and fairness, too. Yes, of course, the extremists, the minority. But they're very they loud the and powerful. Fight. They're very loud and powerful, but they've been able to bully. Correct. They've bullied the corporates. You know, yeah. the Soros-funded um, uh, you know, hate mob that go yep. after advertisers and all the rest of it. They, they, they've been very effective up till now. But once you wake up the populace at large, to what's going on, you've got a chance of fighting back and winning. So, you yeah. know, some of the things I've learned in the last three weeks have shocked me. I'll be honest, the situation is far worse than even I believe when you, you know, first alerted me to yeah. this when I was with you a few months ago. It's worse than I thought, but it is still winnable.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, we saw that, you know, sort of, again, with the Public Square launch. I mean, people, you you can vote with your wallet a little bit. You can support, you know, the woke companies that hate you with your hard-earned money. Or you can, you know, in the U.S., go to, you know, go to Public Square, find, find the businesses that align with your values. Give your money to yeah. them. The more powerful that they are, the more emboldened that they are, because they're not worried about being cut off because they have an alternate sort of form of revenue... Uh, it allows us to accelerate that process of becoming unafraid. Uh, the other side, you're right, it's a very small minority, but they're incredibly vocal, they're incredibly powerful. You know, I think the trans mafia is the most powerful group in the world at the moment, and, and I'm like, who are, like, how is it even possible? get like, you know, a, a small group of lunatics are able to control so much, but they have because they've been very effective. So, you know, we do have to do that. We have to take time to go and support those businesses uh, that are willing to either speak up uh, to be sort of unapologetically, you know, pro freedom. I think you're right. I think there's plenty of people, center left, apolitical, agnostic, uh, mm. that are that still believe in this because they understand one day that if it continues, perhaps power flips to the other side, and then all of a sudden they're in the crosshairs. So they understand exactly what's at stake. Nigel, you know, again, I, the UK has sort of been, uh, you know, ahead of the curve in terms of the decline. Uh, into this, you know, uh, totalitarian-type states, uh, tell our audience in the U.S., who may not be as familiar, you know, there's so many things that have be- that have been really criminalized over there that in the United States would fall under free speech or just, you know, common sense or humor. <laughs> uh, you know, I read, I don't even have time to sort of hit it every time, but there's so many instances I read like, wait, wait, wait. You go to jail for that in the UK, whether it's misgendering or this. I mean, there are people like facing real penal consequences for what you know, what what any other time would have been a, a common error or common sense or yeah. would have gone along with the science or <laughs> would have just been protected under free speech that doesn't exist over there. Can you talk about some of those examples just so people here understand? you know, a, a country that we think we're, we're, we're aligned and it's freedom yeah. and yada, yada, yada. I mean, we saw a lot of that change in the UK. We saw that, you know, during COVID and uh, New Zealand and Australia and the lockdowns and all these people that we thought were so aligned with us, you realize that they're, they're, they're further gone than we'd like to believe. Tell us about some of those instances because I know there's, there's so many out there.
1: Yeah. We may be further gone than you, but don't forget the biggest influence on the entirety of the English-speaking world And by that, we're talking two, two and a half billion people in the world that speak our language. I mean, you know, know, we are a third of the world's population that use this language. The West Coast social media giants have had a massive influence. The difference and why we're in a bit more trouble than you, I think, is the founding fathers in America took the best bits of Britain. They took the best bits. They saw what we'd learned over centuries and our own civil wars and our own problems. Um, And they put together a very clever constitution. And, you know, the First Amendment, the right to free speech is still something that people in America believe in very fundamentally. We don't have that protection because we kind of thought it was there anyway. We didn't need to codify it. And the problem we have now is that legislation gets passed, social legislation gets passed, and the day after the legislation's passed, if you don't agree with that legislation, suddenly, rather than having the protection of the First Amendment, you become guilty of a hate speech, a hate crime. So take, for example, gay marriage as an issue. I mean, I couldn't care less about the issue personally, but the Conservative government 10 years ago made gay marriage legal in the entirety of the United Kingdom. It wasn't in their election pledges, they just decided to do it. And anybody that was against it, and you think of the Catholic Church, perhaps and other organisations like that, the day afterwards, if you criticised it, you could be in very real trouble for hateful speech, you might get a knock on the door from the Metropolitan Police. Um, And there are so many other examples like this, where as the ratchet turns, as the extreme woke agenda, you know, makes its views uh, in parliament and elsewhere uh, become dominant, anybody opposing this faces real problems. I, just this week, I spoke to a teacher, school teacher, a chap who'd been doing it 25 years, who, yeah, who called um, a girl who now wants to be a boy, and he called it by the girl's name, because that's what he remembered it from the week before, and now he's been sacked for misgendering. Uh, I mean, it's extraordinary. Do you know we've got public libraries now in the UK, public libraries that are hiding books that they think may be gender critical, hiding books that maybe intellectual books, you know, about the trans movement. Or, I mean, they're hiding these books now at the back of the libraries, so nobody can see them. They're hiding books about the build-up of the British Empire, as if somehow we're not allowed to know about the history of our country or George the Third, or the trouble we had with North America, or whatever yeah. it may be. I um, And we're not very. I mean, I, I'm not joking here. When I was a kid. I learned about what had happened in Berlin in the mid-30s, when the National Socialists, or Nazis, as we know them, took the books out of the national library and burnt them in a public square. The Nazis burnt books in a public square. And I remember as a kid, being about 10 or 11 at school, learning about this, thinking that's really shocking. Can you imagine a regime that would burn literature, that would ban music? That would ban art and that's exactly what we're doing today so yes we are further down the road than you are your first amendment is a very very precious thing that must be fought for and, and guarded i think at all times but the truth is the truth is actually it's the entirety of the english-speaking world is in trouble it's canada it's australia oh, yeah. it's new zealand it's the uk it's america oddly Europe, with all its problems, hasn't gone quite as far down this road as we've gone. It is the English-speaking world. And I have to say, I think the influence of people like Mark Zuckerberg here has been enormous.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, listen, I I think, you know, big tech has had such an undue influence, you know, create, you sort of see it, like, it's like, I use Twitter as sort of a microcosm of, of all of those ideas, or X now, where... You know, you, you follow it, you read it, you're like, oh my God, this must be what it is. But then you get into the real world and you realize it's just noise, right? It, that doesn't, <laughs> there's just, you know, powerful people that have more following, they're able to do this, the bot farm generated, you know, Google search, Wikipedia, you know, it's, it's all bullshit. It's all created. But the problem is for the average person, as you said, you know, you're not going to challenge it or... Or they're agnostic, right? They're not They're not into politics. They're not watching, so they they Google search something and assume that they're going to get an honest representation of both sides. That's not okay. actually the case. It's it's heavily weighted towards one side, which influences sort of indirectly the way you think about a subject. So they've been able to push people, into Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, if three or four percent of the populace were like, I don't know, maybe there's something to it. You know, they're too busy to do the diligence or look into it or even... You know, think past the stupidity of the whole narrative. You know, Trump needed the money, uh, wh- whatever it was. Um, you know, hey, that influences an election. Those people, maybe maybe they're not even swayed yeah. towards the Democrat side, but they, they say, you know what, maybe there's something to it so they don't bother to show up. And when look, elections are look, won the on is, the margins and basis points, that's all you need.
1: Yeah. The truth is, most people living in your country and mine, right, They've got a job, they've got a couple of kids, they've got a dog, Mm -hmm. they've got a mortgage, they get up early in the morning, they work hard, they pay their taxes, they do their best to obey the law. And the time they spend analyzing media and news is five to 10 minutes every day. It's as they're having a shave in the morning, it's as they're driving to work. Um, And, 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 you know, these people haven't got the hours to analyze things and think they're about They're smarter than us, teasing. Nigel. They're not dumb enough to engage. Oh. <laughs> we're,
0: we're the Do only morons stupid enough to make this our lives and, and sit there and fight like <laughs> animals, <laughs> only for the pleasure of getting indicted for the 19th time. I mean, you know, so maybe they're a lot smarter than us. But either way, it is happening. So we must remain vigilant. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, they're probably happier than us um, yeah. you know, because they're getting up. But, but, But they're the ones that are prey to these influences. They're the ones because they, you know, they tap their cell phone, you know, and they're, and, and they're getting, you know, they're getting Facebook messages from family and friends or whatever it is. And they're very, very prey, very prey to prejudice and bias. And that's the truth of where we are. But look, you know, I repeat the point. You know, what I, I've been on a journey this last few weeks since I came out as a debank person and others, thousands of others have come out and said, oh, well, we didn't want to say it because it was too embarrassing, but we've been debanked too. I've been learning a lot and I'm learning that they, they want to control our money. There are yeah. dark forces out there that want to control our lives at every level. But I'm, I'm going to finish with this point. However upsetting and scary and worrying all this is, There is still a big, solid, settled majority. Forget left and right, it's irrelevant. There's a big, settled majority for decency, for free speech, for fairness. The vast majority of human beings, and we can agree with them on some things and disagree on others, but the vast majority are decent people. And we're going to have to somehow find a way of rallying them to win back the libertism and freedoms and what is at stake here everything there, no doubt western civilization yeah. so That's speak- the thing we've developed over centuries
0: i mean i guess speaking of western civilization one of the other sort of you know issues that you know my my father uh got on very early is uh, in my opinion 100% right on is something that you actually were uh you know are all over for the uk i mean talk to us a little bit about illegal immigration and that situation in the United Kingdom. I mean, I've read, you know, that the UK now has boats where they're storing hundreds of migrants. Uh, You know, what's going on there? Who's behind the plan to house illegal immigrants on barges and, you know, presumably just release them into the populace like what we have on our southern border? Because, you know, again, I, I think we've learned from Europe on that one, it doesn't work out well. Just look at the you know, the rape, murder, arson statistics that skyrocket through the roof when, you know, when you're welcoming to people who, you know, aren't necessarily the best-intentioned people.
1: We have a 21-mile anti-tank ditch. It's called the English Channel. (laughs) And it's been our great protection. Um, We managed to stop Napoleon coming over and conquering us. We managed to stop Hitler coming over and conquering us. And... We've always been, as an island, or a series of islands, you know, the Brits have been a great maritime nation, you know, through the Royal Navy, through the merchant fleet. We've always, for this little island, reached out across the world in the most astonishing way. And to think now that criminal gangs are able to put tens of thousands of people into small inflatable dinghies who cross this 21 miles and are welcomed in by the British authorities, put up in four and five star hotels, uh, given money, given free medical care, given free dental care, is an insult to everything. I think we've always believed about our nation, its borders, and who can come and live here. And interestingly, Ireland, the Republic of Ireland is suffering the same thing. Last weekend, an advertisement went out to American tourists. An American tourist flocked to Dublin Dublin is a magnificent 18th-century city, you know, and there's a, quite quite a big romanticism among Americans about Ireland. Uh, not just Joe Biden, but more generally, there is a romanticism. There's a, there's a lot of Irish Americans. Families. Yeah, yeah, and in your family's case, Scotland, of course, but 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 there is a but there is a lot of this, and the warning that's been put out to American citizens is: when you come to Dublin, don't wear a watch or jewellery, walking around the streets of Dublin. And why is that? because the criminal gangs have come illegally into Ireland and are now in control of many of Dublin's streets. And you've got the same problem on the southern border. Um, And I mean, God alone knows who is coming into America. There will be some genuine people fleeing from persecution and poverty. And we know that, and we understand that, you know, and we're not hard-nosed, horrible people. We understand that, what we can't stand our liberties being taken by people who come into our countries with criminal intent. So we both have a similar problem on this. And, you know, look at Malmo. Look at Malmo. Malmo, a yeah. southern Swedish port, a place I've known for decades through business. Now, the rape capital of Europe are number two for murder because a large gang of ill-intentioned people have come in, taken the town over, you know, gun crime, issues like this that were unheard of. 20 years ago are there. So, you know, the first duty of government is to protect the integrity of the country and the citizens of that country. And increasingly, it's not happening. And I think the scale of the problem in America with the millions crossing the southern border is, is genuinely sharp.
0: Yeah, I, I, and, and to me, I mean, there's no other explanation for some of the insanity other than it is designed as a way to reshape the country. Uh, you yes. know, I, I noticed there's... Yes. Uh, There's different different handling of the people, say, coming from, you know, sort of South America through Mexico than there are people that are actually much more likely to be true refugees coming from Cuba or Venezuela, where there is actual persecution of, right? But to me, it's obvious that those people are escaping those socialist dictatorships, yada, yada, yada. They're not going to vote Democrat in the U.S. So southern border, (coughs) fine. Leave it wide open. We'll put you on a program. You'll be a a loyal and dedicated voter for life. You know, Cuba, Venezuela, that's a little different. It's why Florida is the way it is, and uh, they're trying to reshape everything else elsewhere. How's that happened, you know, yeah. what's going on with that in, in UK? I mean, how has that reshaped that? I mean, yeah, I've been to Malmo myself up in Sweden, a beautiful city, incredible yeah. country, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it, what's going on is is ridiculous. And, you know, the, these are not... It's
1: ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, you know, the left don't want to talk about it. Don't yeah. want to discuss it. Out of sight, out of mind. Uh, and these are areas for conservatives, I think, the start elections. And you've seen it happening in Italy. You're seeing, actually, all over Europe. People yeah. say, well, you know what? Actually, we can be welcoming of other people, but we do have our own culture. We do have our own identity. And we're actually quite proud of it. Yeah. You know, we need to maintain that. And if people are going to come in, you know, we want them to assimilate and to be yeah. part of that, not to fight it, to try and undermine it, and try and change it and because you know that really if you think about it really that was the miracle of america that america was built with people coming in from all over the world but you know swearing that allegiance to the flag taking american citizenship being proud of it you know america is the example of how immigration can be a huge success but increasingly in recent times with the border the southern border is an example of how it can go wrong so I think you don't need to look anywhere else, Don. Yep. Just look at America and you can see how you can get this right and how you can get this wrong. You really can. So, so Nigel, you know, like the U.S., Britain is sending
0: boatloads of ammunition and weapons to Ukraine. How long is that aid going to continue? And how are we sure that it isn't leaving Ukraine and getting into the hands of you know, the gangs that you're talking about that have invaded a lot of these borders and taken over these cities or or worse, you know,
1: terrorists? Well, look, I mean, you know, Ukraine is a very corrupt country. We've known that for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, And historically, for 30 years, I have been one of those that questioned the ever eastward expansion of the European Union and NATO. And I'm on record for saying that all the way through. I didn't think we needed to give Mr. Putin any reasons to go to war in any way. But that's history. We cannot, for a moment, defend Putin's actions in the last 18 months. I think that's quite important that we say that. Mm -hmm. Um, there are contested regions, contested linguistic regions of Ukraine. That is true. It's not true for the west of Ukraine. However, what has been remarkable to me. Is you give people in need support? Yes. But that can't be endless. It can't be unlimited. It's not an open check. And the point blank refusal of the Biden administration and the British government. And frankly, with outside aid, we're the only two that matter, as we've been in Afghanistan, Iraq, and all these other areas. Mm -hmm. The point blank refusal to even contemplate a negotiation around peace has what has really, really puzzled me. And I've begun to think that Eisenhower in the 50s was right when he identified the military industrial complex It is actually in the interests of many big industrialists for this war to go on as long as possible for taxpayer money to be sent to these companies to produce the javelins and all the rest of it. So as I say, in moral terms, what Putin has done is wrong. But what is even worse morally is to go on prosecuting war without even discussing the option of a peace negotiation. And I think... For us it's slightly different because geographically this isn't very far away mm-hmm. but i think for america i think regardless of administration you know you guys have pumped in already about 130 billion dollars it's crazy and i think the american public are going to grow increasingly weary of picking up this bill I hope so. So I, I know you have a show to prepare for, but
0: one last question i got to ask, because people want to know about the future, right? We, we, we gripe about what's going on currently, but they want to know about the future. I mean, Brexit was one of the first major defeats of the establishment of the bureaucracy in the 21st century, perhaps the first. What do you think will be the next major populist victory?
1: I think the next one will come. Well, it could come in America in November 2024. And I pray, you know, and hope that it does. (laughs) Because my goodness me, we need it. As a chap that you know even better than I do that's involved with that. Um, But but I think, I think there is a sea change going on in Europe. A sea change Mm -hmm. that says this uber, liberal agenda has failed people that we've put those that control us so far away from ordinary folk and ordinary families. And I think you're beginning to see this happening. It's happening in Hungary. It's happening in Poland. It's happening in Italy. There are signs of it happening to some extent in Spain. There are big signs of it happening in France. So I think, I think what we call populism is becoming incredibly mainstream across the whole of Europe I think there is going to be a pushback against this crazy crackpot woke agenda, this trans extremism and all the rest of these things. So I think the tide is turning. And I I also would say on net zero. This drive to net zero, which is fine in theory, but it just punishes the poor. Yeah, it's the poor that pay the bills. Yeah. But net zero. Well, Bill Gates isn't causing
0: th- pollution by flying everywhere on a you know huge private plane that could you know, bring seventy-five people, but he's by himself because because he's fighting for the right thing. So it it negates all of that. And I mean that's I the, mean, the hypocrisy, hypocrisy we'll deal with forever as long as we allow it to continue. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I do I think there is a realism creeping back into the Western world. The greater the threats, the more people are waking up. And I, in my own little way, in the last few weeks. Highlighting the threat to our money from banks and government controlling it. hope I'm contributing towards that. Listen, at the end of the day, good always triumphs over evil. The difficulty is, how long will it take?
0: Yeah. Well said, my friend. Well, thank you very much, Nigel. It was great talking to you, as always. Look forward to seeing you uh, when you're back over here. And uh, we'll we'll catch up with you soon.
1: Splendid. Thank you, Dom.
0: Guys. Thanks so much for checking it out. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, download the Rumble app so you can see this. Also, you can check us out. I think uh, Rumble will put it up in a day or two. They'll put it up on uh, Apple uh, for podcasts as well as Spotify. So make sure to like, share, subscribe there as well. And don't forget to check out and support our great and brave sponsors. Go check out the folks at GoldCo by going to Don Jr. Gold dot com, D-O-N-J-R, gold.com. Learn how to secure your portfolio from the insanity that we see every day, from the lunacy, from the radical left, from the ESG, from inflation, you name it. Uh, I want you to be protected. Go check them out. That's D-O-N-J-R, gold.com. And just learn how to do it. Take the time. They'll walk you through it step by step. And also, guys, if you're going to have a cell phone in your pocket, and it's 2023, so I imagine you are, Don't forget to check out Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash triggered for free activation. Uh, And again, you can choose where you spend your money, guys. You can vote with your wallet and you can give your money to the big woke activists like the guys, the parent company of AT&T who wanted to cancel OAN and Newsmax, uh, literally going against conservative values and news. I imagine they're giving a lot of dollars to the woke causes that you hate and who definitely hate you. Uh, or you can give it to a company that donates back, that takes on the school boards in their local areas and wins. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash triggered for free activation. It's quick, simple, easy. They'll take you through it and you won't regret it. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. I really appreciate it.